Greetings, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of the Raging Marks Wrestling Podcast, where three good friends get together and shoot the shit about the sport we love, the sport of kings. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, one of your marks, Ravishing Randy, joined on my right by my hetero life mate, TNK. What's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? Glad to be back. And on my left, I got the big man himself, Rampage Ramsey. What are we rampaging about this week, bud? I'm back. <laughs> I'm rampaging because, God damn it, I left the damn cold and it fucking followed me here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not cool, bro. Not cool to bring it with you. But no, glad to have everybody back in studio. And if you're uh, tuning into us this week, uh, the theme of this week's podcast is the 92 Royal Rumble. Uh, big, uh, big news out of this. Uh, we're going to be crowning a new world heavyweight champion. Uh, yeah, I mean, this sparks the 30th year anniversary, which is, God, that's insane to say that out loud. But this is arguably one of, uh, arguably the greatest Royal Rumble. I know everything's subjective, but most fans agree this is the best one. And, Definitely, I'd say top three. If it's not the best, it's definitely in that consideration. Oh, 100%. And this was the first time that the Royal Rumble was actually for the WWF World Heavyweight title, which is unique. Yeah, no big prize at the end of the at the end of the match there. Uh, a lot of big notable names, a lot of legends in this match. Well, yeah, just real quick, uh, they had Hulk Hogan lost the belt to the Undertaker, and then he rewon it uh, Texas Tuesday, Tuesday Texas. Texas. So they kind of had that back and forth, and then the president Jack Tunney was like, you know what? Who's, you're saying you're the champion, you're champion, all this stuff going on. We're just gonna the real champion is gonna be at the Royal Rumble. So that's what kind of got us to having the belt. Yeah, Jack Tunney has a has a hard on for stripping people of championships, huh? <laughs> it seems to be. <laughs> but uh, not enough BS. Let's go ahead and dive into it. We're going to do a watch along uh, with the '92 Rumble. Uh, so, Ramsey, what do we have it queued up at? Uh, we have it at one hour twenty minutes and forty two seconds. Yeah. So, if uh, you're watching on Peacock, that's where we're going to be starting our uh, watch along. So, queue it up if you like and tag along with us. We'll be starting in three. Two, one, and go. All right, so what makes this Royal Rumble so unique was that most Royal Rumbles, they don't announce the full roster. You always have your surprise laid in. What I love about this is even though Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan are your commentators, it sh the show starts off with Vince McMahon doing the whole Mr. McMahon character like, we've got 30 Royal Rumble entrants, Hulk, the Immortal, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and then they just do the, the faces of each one in the front. It was just badass. And right now we're looking at them do the interviews. There's Macho Man. I wish they kind of go back to this in today's promos. Like, each guy saying that, I'm going to be the winner. I'm going for it all. But, well, you know, I mean, granted, we have jobbers in this too. But, like, yeah, you know, it, you do have to feel like Royal Rumble, it's your opportunity. I mean, it's not that difficult to throw people over a rope. And, you know, like, granted, how we have this structured now, you, uh, you get to face the World Heavyweight Champion or the WWE Champion uh, at WrestleMania. You know, so it's like everybody's got to feel good about their chances going into a rumble because it is legitimately a match anybody can win. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, like now we're looking at, you know, Psycho Sid and Sid Justice. God, they were so high on him. They wanted him to be like the next Hulk Hogan. It, it kind of wants me to listen to this because Sid's interviews are always so funny. It's like, ugh, ruler of the world. I mean, dude, like he had the look. If only he could put Sweet. it all together, like. If only could talk. Yeah, exactly. And he really. That's the one thing that was missing from him, but yeah, he had the size, he had the look, and he was pretty athletic back in the day as well. Uh, did he really have the desire too, though? Because I mean, well, softball season. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, I gotta take like, my breaks. 
Such a manly thing, softball. I gotta take a break, guys. Ah, uh, repo man. Yes. Oh man, but this Royal Rumble is significant because as of now we have eleven people that are inducted into the hall, uh, the Hall of Fame that were in this Royal Rumble. There's a big name that's not in the Royal, I mean Hall of Fame yet that will be, but you know. Well, I mean we're talking about Repo Man, uh, Barry Dorso, freaking demolition. He, he's not in there because De- not... demolition will never be in no. there. Just considering a lot of the heat that they have with Vince McMahon, like lawsuits and whatnot it's it's kind of sad that it went down that way but. and the crazy thing about the 1992 royal rumble is like there's so many guys in this rumble that aren't going to be with the company months or by the end of the year they're going to be gone even the next year a lot of them are going to be gone so Man, now we got the british bulldog up doing his interview and i mean god this 92 was a hell of a year for the british bulldog i mean he was the first entrant or you know maybe the second entrant uh him and ted biasi started it off and then you think about where he would go off until oh he was number two Number one. Number one, yeah. So there you go. And then he was going to be the main eventing uh, SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium. So he's your top international wrestler with the company right now. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, his big year, 92, you're right. This kind of starts his, like, shot to superstardom. You know, because, I mean, big part of, like, the tag team British, Bull, uh, British Bulldogs mm-hmm. with Davey Boy Smith, you know, the fact that he was able to kind of parlay that into his own singles career, this is really the start of him being shot to superstardom. Uh, so to speak. Uh, and then we got Jake the Snake Roberts. I mean, oh, this is my favorite Jake the Snake Roberts. This is evil Jake the Snake Roberts. Trust me. Yeah. He talks very low. It's addictive. You can hear every word he says. He forces you to listen. And uh, But again, he wouldn't be with the company because right after WrestleMania, he was going to be gone. Jake going to be Jake. Yeah, but, I mean... You know what, like, speaking of this, though, uh, oh, now, now we got Nature Boy oh, Ric Flair. Just him teaming up with Mr. Perfect was just, like, the perfect, honestly, literally the perfect matchup. Yeah, but going back to Jake for a second, I mean, we're, we're recording this uh, shortly after uh, AEW Dynamite. It was good to see Jake back on AEW TV. He had been gone for a while. I wonder if it was for health conditions or... Well, like, I know he had gotten COVID uh, yeah. fairly recently, so I don't know if he was dealing with some health struggles with that and everything. Um, yeah, because they're pushing Lance Archer, so and he does need a mouthpiece, and I do love seeing Jake because he still can cut a good promo to this day. Jake, but now you, you pair him up with... Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Lambert. Lambert. Yeah, like... <laughs> I love me some Dan Lambert, man. He's he's killing it, in my opinion. Oh man, dude, Ric Flair, man. Like I, I, I'm I'm just glad that WWF, to their credit, especially at this time, you've got a hot overact that's coming into your company, and like they didn't change his name, they didn't change his gimmick, and they put the fucking belt on him fairly quick. Like that to me blew my mind that WWF would do that. Didn't change his name. The trigger. Yeah. But again, he's Ric Flair, arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Now we got Paul Bearer and Undertaker on the screen. Yeah, that's what I was getting to earlier. Undertaker has yet to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Gee, I wonder when that's ever going to happen. Might be this year in Dallas. They haven't announced it yet, but it wouldn't shock me. It makes perfect sense. Exactly. Uh, and then the Immortal Hulk The Immortal Hulk Hogan, Hogan who everybody thought was going to win. He won the last two-year Royal Rumbles prior. And, I mean, it's kind of like with John Cena. You know, remember John Cena was in the Elimination Chamber. He had the belt, and then it was against Edge and Rey Mysterio and somebody else. They all hit all three of their moves. They pinned him, and the crowd was like, oh, means you got a new champion. So, you know, everybody's money was on Hulk Hogan for this one. And at this point, people were really sick of Hogan, especially after Survivor Series. And by this point, they kind of had enough of Hulkamania. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's kind of a sad thing. I haven't watched a Hogan promo in a while, and now that I'm even looking at this, I'm already getting sick of looking at it. 
I mean, well, see, like, he's still got... He's, like, six, seven-year-old uh, Randazzo would be like, oh, my God, you know? Well, if you uh, notice, he's still got the like, size. He won't have yep. that size in a year from now. <clears throat> yep. So, with the steroid trial and everything, they're going to have to back up. Of course, yeah. he got the gold chain in America. It's like, how do I get a guy over? Man, just put an American flag on him. Fights for America. 24-inch pythons, brother. What are you going to do? Eat your vitamins. Say your prayers. Come on. I was going to say, do we not have audio? No. No, we don't need it. No. I mean, we're just going to be talking rambling the whole time. Yeah, that's right. Fuck some Mars. Mm-hmm. And of course, he's got to be the last one. We can't have audible. We don't. No, we're not going to be able to do both, either one. I can't afford it. So. Oh, true. All right. And this is in Albany, New York. The Knickerbocker Stadium Arena. Yeah, Albany. Yeah. Good think... old Albany. Yeah, because uh, they were talking about the freaking cowbells that were going off the entire time. That's like a Northeast thing or something. And there's a good that's old a, Howard that's a Finkel. Mississippi State it thing. is a Mississippi State thing, but apparently they do it up Northeast as well. The Fink. Oh, I love me some Howard Finkel. Man, we miss a distinctive wrestling voice like that. I will say this: maybe the closest that comes to it nowadays is uh, is Justin Roberts. But I, yeah, I don't like Justin Roberts, man. I want a guy that can kind of takes me back. That's got a manly, manly voice, or got a voice like that distinctive. But maybe that's just me cutting, being nostalgic for the date. Well, I was gonna say, man, I'm just that, that, nobody beats the Fink. No, nobody can. It's almost impossible. Miss Lillian, I'm sorry. Oh, don't we all? Yeah, Nick, Knickerbocker Arena. Knickerbocker Arena, yeah, yeah. They're introducing. They're going to be introducing Jack Tunney here, and, and the KFA uh, president, who was a, um, he did something in Canada. He was a uh, ran like their like the Toronto office. He ran one of the uh, the territories. President Jack Tunney with my favorite world title, the Winged Eagle, the only one that really matters, relevant. I think they might have changed the plates up on this one, though. Don't matter. It's, that's still one of the most beautiful wrestling belts, period. It's yeah. iconic. Like, the fact that we have the, the current championships that we do in WWE is yeah, just, just like fucking stupid joke. business cards on a title. Like, oh, we're going to put the WWE logo on the title or WWE logo on the title. Yeah, Every they, belt. They, they, they did that on the freaking wing belt, too. They had the WWF uh, logo on it. But it wasn't as big. It no, it was like right at the top. It didn't need and, to be. No, it didn't have to be. It was iconic. You look at the title and you know that hey, that's 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 the that's the title. You're not mistaking that with the ECW belt or the big gold WCW belt. No, you know that that is the WWF Championship title. Like, uh, yeah, I can't say that. The problem is, you know, WWE now does not have a world title. That's a, that's a big problem. No, so we're going to figure out what's going to happen with that one, too, come uh, WrestleMania, whether or not they decide to merge him or not. So here we got Davey Boy Smith. Look, I love the fact that he had the sequined uh, like cape around him. That was a good look. And again, he's your top international star. Everybody loves him some Davey Boy. This is probably his biggest year, 1992. Uh, you know, it's, it's a shame. I lost him at the age of 39, 2002, gone too soon. I know his son's still wrestling. Don't know if I'm a fan of the dreads, but I'll tell you what, man. He no, had the look. look. Yeah. He had the look. At this time, he really did. He had the body and everything. Athleticism, too. People forget that, man. He was pretty quick. Steroids is a global thing. But yeah, it really is. And then we got number two coming out. Oh, with Sensational Sherry, who always changed her look. Love me some Sherry. But the fact that Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, is your second entrant is pretty crazy. And the yeah. fact that he would retire within two years... 
is crazy as well. And the fact that he would be the first elimination and so quickly eliminated. Granted, oh. we haven't started the match yet. No, I was going to talk about that when it happens. Because uh, uh, Nature Boy Ric Flair was like, you know, I, well... Oh, no, go, go ahead. Because okay, right. right, it's, so, it's such a shocker when uh, Ted DiBiase gets eliminated. He's the first elimination. He's walking back, and then they cut to that famous Ric Flair scene. And then t when Ted DiBiase walks past him, he's like, Mitch at the bar, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's just a, a minute 18. You're going to have him in there for minute 18. Shit, man. I mean, look, just let's just be honest eat. with you. As a, I don't know how to take this, because if I was a wrestler, it's like, buddy, I still get paid the same, and I only have to work a minute. Fuck it. But even then, if you want to talk about, like, shock, surprise, because, I mean, Ted DiBiase had been kind of like a, a focal point of the main event scene for several years at this point. Him getting eliminated so early and so quickly really gets to show you that it could go any which way in this particular rumble. Like, yeah. if you're watching, if we're transported back to 92 and we're watching this live... Like, you know, seeing that happen, when it happened, you'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, because Bobby the Brain Heenan's commentary, like, shock when Nature Boy comes out three was like, because everybody was like, really? Like, that's crazy. There's no way he's going to win if he's coming out three. And then Relamon soon kept reiterating the fact that nobody's ever won coming out number three so early. Yeah, see, DiBiase thinks he's got it by throwing Davy Boy over. Davy Boy pops Close back line, in. And, and that is just a shock. I mean, boom. the Million Dollar Man, done. That's what you get for showboating, man. They were really big on Davy at this time. I think they wanted to showcase it and test the waters to see what they were going to yeah, do. No, I mean, he's over. DiBiase's living. Can't believe it, but I mean. It's total bullshit. eighteen. <laughs> Yeah, that's just that's just and then we wild. get the countdown four, three, two, one, and then who comes from beyond the curtain? And here's that iconic scene, camera running. Oh, here we go. Now he's running no! full speed. Bam. No, no. Yeah, that's all I get here is Bob Brady just saying that. And that iconic. Here's what kind of threw me off. So they did a whole A and E documentary about hidden treasures, trying to find this robe, the butterfly robe of Ric Flair. Mm -hmm. And so they did a whole thing. Apparently, they found that he left it somewhere when he, 1995, WCW. He got hammered drunk in Memphis, I believe, in Tennessee. Stolen out of a hotel room. Yeah, I think he left in the hotel room. Somebody claimed it. Because uh, Conrad Thompson wanted this thing so badly. And at the end of this, uh, they find it, and he puts up, uh, he invests half the money mm -hmm. into it. Puts up like $30,000. Uh, but then, I think he asked Ric Flair who has it, and Ric Flair said Darius <laughs> Rucker. And I knew Darius mm -hmm. Rucker has a lot of his memorabilia. He's a big wrestling fan. But I'm just like, I thought they did a spiel mm. with WWE to no Rucker. No, Rucker had one of his robes, but it wasn't yeah. that robe. I, yeah, I could. that's what threw me off. Because they did a whole interview 30 year with Ric Flair on ad-free shows. Mm -hmm. And I listened to some of it. But then again, Ric Flair's mind kind of goes all around. He's, you know, guy's 70. He's been all over the place. There he goes, raking the eyes. He's going to be doing that a lot this come Royal Rumble. And, man, Ric Flair, let me tell you something. At the end of this, he is the Iron Man. Every single person who comes into the Royal Rumble immediately goes at the Rick first, essentially. <laughs> well, dude, he, he was the real world's champion. Dude, he earned it. He was the 60-minute man, no doubt. But he's the one. He's the oddball. He's the one that can... He's the, the foreigner. The outsider. Yeah, coming from that rogue company down south. Yeah, they, they wanted to test them. You know, that's what they talked about. They were like, hey, why did they put him with Kurt Henning? I know Kurt Henning was under the Lords of London plan at this time. 
and it just made sense. I think they wanted to give Rick some of the rub because a lot of people, you know, knew that Kurt Henning was a certified star for the WWF fans who supposedly didn't know about Ric Flair. But to me, it's like, who the fuck didn't know about Ric Flair? Like, right. But it was a drip thing, The too. kids didn't know about Ric Flair, you Kurt. Know, think of the kids. Exactly. It's also the um, a leeway to be under the Heenan family, too. Yeah, now we got entrant number four. But uh, Jerry said. Okay, now this one's kind of interesting because Brian Knobs couldn't be right. in the Royal Rumble because he got stabbed. And then Jerry Stagg supposedly had a concussion because he took a jumper cable to the head. They got jumped by three dudes in a Chevette. First of all, <laughs> I don't care who these three dudes are. Well, then again, my dad had a Chevette and he was pretty badass, so just just poor. So yeah, I guess I could see you getting your ass kicked by dudes in a Chevette. But that was crazy, though. But yeah, he's not going to last long. He's going to come in. Uh, Flair's going to take a big breather while he can. And you'll see Skaggs will be eliminated. He, la he lasts almost as long as Ted DiBiase. Yeah. yeah. Ted's got him by like 12 seconds. No <laughs> joke. But, yeah, like... But I think he had a legit concussion in this match. I mean, plus, I mean, like, honestly, I know we were talking about earlier how everybody has a shot at the Royal Rumble. Like, mm -hmm. a tag team guy. Especially back then when we actually took tag teams seriously. Well... If their no. tag team partner was going to come out around the same... If they were in the same ring at the same time, you could kind of think it was possible, but... Mm -hmm. never, yeah, normally, no. To your point, yeah, no. Hell no. Oh, Davy's hair is already getting fucked up. Jerry says, one of Hogan's <laughs> boys. Wee. Oh, 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 oh. He's safe. <laughs> and oh, not now anymore. he's not. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Apparently his daughter played like Division One school uh, sports. He's actually a grandfather. Yeah. He's still kicking. Jerry Skaggs, yeah, I think so. I haven't yeah. passed away. Like I don't think the Nasty Boys ever get inducted because they weren't really a huge deal. They were tag team champions, but <clears throat> they were. I mean, they were bigger though in like WCW they, and other. They put some decent matches NWA. on in WCW. Yeah, right after this, they're gonna go to WCW. I was going to say, and then coming out as entrant number five, we have the Samoan King Haku coming down. Now, Haku was a free agent at this time. Uh, he, I think his contract expired in the summer, and he is the most scariest car dealer in the world currently. <laughs> That's what he's doing. And uh, his sons are wrestling now. Dude, I, I, I just think, like, what I think of... Uh, Haku, I think of like that story that uh, Jericho told on the Broken Skull sessions. Oh, with him in Mexico? Yeah, the God, Mexican yeah. City Airport. Like, I mean, Haku, they just and then kill those federales. No, and then them actually going to like the the promotion or whatever the event that they were supposed to be like trying to head to. They like made it just in time for the main event. Mm -hmm. And then like the the Booker wanted to stiff him money, and Haku <laughs> basically tried to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> and gets the money. Gives Jericho his cut, and then, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't mess with Haku, man. Here's another one. He doesn't last that long in this in this rumble, either. No, yeah. it's, just, it's just the payday. Yeah, minute 51. Crazy. God. My question is, when is he going to get in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, if not just WWF, just his whole career. You know, Ming, Faces of Fear, like, all that stuff. He's been around Did for so long. Did they not put him in as, like, a legacy? Uh... No. Wow. Yeah, I don't think he's in. No, in my opinion, he deserves to be in. Absolutely. They put fucking Coco Beware in. Oh, dude, don't get me started. Yeah. They, Coco Beware, uh, Hillbilly Jim, those guys. Ugh. 
Dude, Hillbilly Jim, Jim was did. big in his day. He, he was with the Saturday morning cartoons. Huge. I'll give much, you that one. Much right. bigger than just, Coco Beware. Coco Beware was just, what the fuck? Yeah, that was a weird one. He had a Macau. What did he do? A Macau. That's all he had, yeah. Fucking Ming or uh, Haku was legit the scariest man. Definitely not somebody you want to piss off in a bar fight. Nope. I don't feel like getting my nose bitten off or my eyeball ripped out. I'm good. I was going to say, we are up, up, and there goes Haku. That's three straight <laughs> eliminations for the British Bulldog. And we got the Heartbreak Kid, Think Shawn about Michaels. That. Shawn Michaels just became a singles competitor literally about a couple of weeks earlier when he did the barbershop. Oh, betrayal. Trash thrown at him, come to the ring. So just to say, like, don't don't touch the face. That's the money maker. Just to think, what will be of Shawn Michaels' career at this time? Nobody knows, but God, man, now we had the, you know, hindsight in the rearview mirror, and to think that those two guys, WrestleMania twenty four. Yeah, yeah. Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair currently locking it up. Yeah, no, they're just kind of cra- just kind of crazy what the future would hold for the two of them. I mean, it's just. <clears throat> just insane to think about what Shawn, Mi- Shawn Michaels become after this, and it really starts right around this time when he becomes a singles competitor. The same thing with uh, British Bulldog and Shawn Michaels. They're going to have a hell of a rivalry. Yeah. It would be for... They're going to be for the IC belt later this year. Yeah, and then... Uh, and then 1996, they're going to feud for the world title. Mm-hmm. What a... Yeah, he's still experiencing with the super kick. I know. He's not quite his finisher yet. He had that weird... Uh, High like body backdrop, yeah, teardrop backdrop, yeah. But it's funny because you see the super kicks and you see them a gazillion times now, but back then you didn't see that move. <laughs> now you see it everywhere. Yeah, oh god, <laughs> way too much now. But here's the thing about this too. We'll go into details. The first six contestants all had their hair. Oh yeah, yeah true that. None of them needed to, like, shave their fucking head off. Like, until we get later on where we're going to be seeing that, is that is some it, people need some... Is that is that a sensitive subject for you fellas? I mean, it is now. I'm getting older, fuck. But at the same time, it's like, it's life. You know, you lose your hair, you know, whatever. You it on purpose. I still got hair. I'm good. Yeah, I was going to say. I'd rather have gray hair than no hair, fellas. So, here comes Tito Santana. And uh, Tito Santana, this is right around the time where they decided to rebrand him with the cartoonish gimmick, I the suppose. El Matador. The El Matador. And Tito Santana is so underrated. I mean, he was so <laughs> such a good quality wrestler. Uh, I thought the Matador thing was kind of silly. Uh, he's not a school teacher. But he kind of would wrestle occasionally in some independence. He would make his return. Even later in life. Even like in yeah. like early '60s, he would still kind of wrestle. He was very underrated. Extremely underrated. He is a Hall of Famer, though. Well deserved. Well deserved, in my opinion. Him and Rick Martel with Strike Force, but just a singles career for that as well. Not Hall of Fame. Is it? I thought he was. That's fucking crazy. No, that's a crime. I really thought he was. Nope. Tito is. No, Tito is what I meant. Yeah, Tito Santana's in the Hall of Fame. I know Rick Martel won't be. He didn't want he nothing to do be. with uh, wrestling anymore. I understand it, but he should be. What's the story there? He got bitter. He got a lot of injuries in WCW. He's going to be making his up sooner or later. Uh, he's a, Now he's a real estate investor with all the money he's made in wrestling. Very smart. Saved his money. He didn't blow it on coke and booze and women. <laughs> no. Good on him. Good on him, exactly. <laughs> a lot of guys was, do. Uh, he was in... He, they wanted... Uh, 
I know uh, Dark Side of the Ring wanted to talk to him about uh, Dino Bravo. Oh, Dino Bravo in Quebec, yeah, and he, he didn't want to do anything. He wants nothing to do with wrestling. He said that he knew he knows a lot more than what other people do. Hundred percent, yeah, that's where he's from. He don't want nothing to to do. With Wasn't him. he wrapped up in that for a little while though? Could it be he was looking after like you know the the Canadian mafia or whatever? I mean, you could think that, but. I'm just going to chalk it up that he don't he wants nothing to do with wrestling. Like, I hear, like, Mike Tenay is the same way. Like, he just doesn't want to do anything with wrestling anymore. And I hope he, I hope wrestling doesn't want nothing to do with Mike Tenay. Dude, Mike Tenay was very, very vanilla. He was, I, but I, I thought I, he had a decent yeah. amount of knowledge. And Joey Styles, I don't think, wants anything to do with wrestling anymore. What are you talking about? Jerry Styles works for WWE. Joey got, Styles? Got the Barbarian oh. coming out in the number, number eight I thought spot. He, oh, like, oh, never mind. The, I think he still works for uh, WWE Video Productions. I think. I really don't know. But now we got Barbarian coming in, and uh, Barbarian, another insane guy with Ming. They'd be the faces of fear, but he was another tough son of a bitch. Got tased by a cop, didn't go down. Would See, not mess with that dude. That, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. We want to talk about missed opportunity number one. The fact that Haku is not in the ring. Uh huh. You know, with the Barbarian. I know but this is like before they were really they, tagging. They became a tag team with WCW. He was more of a tag team with uh, the Warlord. Your Warlord. The Towers of, what was it, Power? Uh, towers of something like Towers of Power. Oh, yeah, they had the, the face paint. And he, they still would don the face paint to this day. Uh, I know he's got a construction company, I think, in New North Carolina. Barbarian. And he would occasionally wrestle in the indie scene. The fact that he was able to get away with using that barbarian name for so long. Like, it's pretty wild, yeah, I know. I mean, granted, he dressed a little like Conan in WWF, but then like, yeah, right when he went there, to WCW, like, you know, I just remember him with like the black tights with like a skull on it or whatever like that. Yeah, but he still got to keep the barbarian name, which is like, yeah, you tell him. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude took a fucking taser from the cops and still didn't go down and still fought him off. Him and Ming, I think, got both pepper sprayed and did nothing to him. <laughs> it's like, damn. Fucking dudes from over there are crazy. I can imagine the two of those guys out at a bar. Oh, God. And then, like, I... just not taking advice shit. And then just <laughs> looking at each other like, did we just become best friends? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Have them at the bar and then come in the Road Warriors and just be like, what's happening? Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's time to get out of this bar. Yeah, I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm good. Just gonna stay far, far away in my little corner over here. Shit, I was gonna say. And this is looking back at this one, all the fucking stupid gimmicks that's in this thing. Well, this. Oh, well, how about the one that's coming out now? We got fucking okay. Kerry Von Eric, Texas who, Tornado, who, who is huge in Texas, and everybody knows him across the Midwest and the South. But nope, we're gonna call him the fucking Texas. They tornado. actually started off calling him Kerry uh, Von Eric, and then they quickly changed his name to Texas Tornado. And man, do I got a lot of stuff to say here about, uh, you know, Kerry Von Eric. Dude, how about Kerry and Flair? Going I mean, right he now? beat him for the NWA World Title in 1984. And uh, the oh. fact that he's wrestling with one foot, which we didn't know at the time. Speaking of which, man, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Vince hated that. <laughs> hated that. Uh, but, yeah, you know, just Kerry Von Eric, God, man, he had the look. Just, look at that. See, you saw how he spun around and then Shawn Michaels spun around? Just simple quantum physics right there. Yeah. Hit him with a tornado punch. Don't make you spin there. But yeah, right around this time, poor Kerry uh, Von Eric, such tragedy. He uh, not too long after this, he would have got popped with forging uh, prescription medication signatures, and um, they, they actually offered him rehab, and then he didn't. He got in trouble, and his wife found out, and that ended the marriage. So then he had to 
divorce, and then he had the two uh, counts of forgery for prescription p pain medications, and not about a year later, he'd take his life at the age of 33. And again, he's wrestling with one foot because of the motorcycle, I think the motorcycle accident. Yeah. So, it's just... I mean, that, that's the thing, like, nobody knew, and I mean, even no. looking at him now, you'd never fucking... You really wouldn't tell him. Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of sad, like, a, 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 again, a big what if, you know, like... You really think about it, what if? I always thought about that with Kerry uh, Von Eric. I'm like, dude, he had the look. He was the guy that WWE could have been... I mean, he looks spot on, like the Ultimate Warrior. But the same size, same hair. Well, that's what everybody thought when Warrior made his return. They uh, really did think it was Kerry Von Eric dressed up as him, yeah. Yeah. And I get the that rumor. And then uh, we're about to have the 10th uh, entrant... Good old Repo, man. Ah! Uh, the, you know, it's very. crazy. Repo Man lasts longer in the smash than Haku and Ted DiBiase. He would even end up with two eliminations, which is insane. That Think about that. The Repo Man. It's, an, it's one of the dumbest gimmicks ever, but God, it, you're just thinking back on it, it just kind of makes you laugh. It's so bad, it's good. It's one of those gimmicks. <laughs> Being patient, waiting for his opportunity to get in the ring and steal one. And this is becoming the beginning of people who need to shave their head. <laughs> yeah, Barry would at this point, yeah. Dude, I'm just I'm just looking at Repo Man's getup, man. Like, b b b just, just that that ensemble he's wearing with the freaking tire marks on it and everything. Just like, <sighs> yeah. I know it's just it's a terrible gimmick, but because he wore like a. He's got like a burglar's mask on. He looks like the freaking Hamburglar. Exactly. That's what I always thought. I was like, oh, that's Hamburglar. <laughs> that's what we all thought, yeah. That's exactly what he was. That's exactly what they went for. With the look. It's like, I mean, I, I get like with the mask and everything, it had like a stereotypical like thief motif to it. Or like, I know at least like when I was a kid, normally whenever they would show criminals and stuff like that, it would be that whole deal with them wearing like that little black mask and hiding their face. Or, like, better yet, when you would see those, like, if you see something, say something, like, uh -huh. signs in your neighborhood, neighborhood watch things. Oh, yeah, with the dude with the, yeah, I know what you're talking about. With the cap but and the and the mask, does yeah. Does he really like, look like the Repo Man, or does he look like, kind of look like a fucking weasel? He's like the Hamburglar mixed with, like, a, a, ba a bandit or something. It I don't get it. He just looks, she just called him Creeper. I don't know, he just looks weird. As I was say, we got uh, another entrant about to come out now, and that would be Greg the Hammer Valentine. Okay, so here's where things start to get fun, man, because Greg the Hammer Valentine is one of the most stiffest MFers in all of wrestling history, and he's immediately just going to start whipping some ass. He goes for the chops. Oh, those chops are so fucking stiff. People hated him, but he just loved dishing them out. Dude, I just, I just remember that one year that we went to uh, WrestleMania. I was going to bring that story to, up. We went to WrestleCon. The WrestleCon. And, dude, there were the people that were paying good money. To it was like $20 to get a chop. And he gave one guy a chop, and we were like, you call that a chop? And then, like, he was like, he heard that, and all of a sudden he's like, get back here. And he <laughs> fucking hit that dude so hard, you just heard the slap echo in the oh, building. Dude. And then you saw his chest after, and it was like, Ooh. Yeah, like, like right now, and he's dishing it out to Rick, and Rick's kind of like, buddy, ease up. Okay, you're killing me, Rick. I mean, uh, Greg, and uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine is inducted to the Hall of Fame. He, I wouldn't mess with the dude. Even when we saw him at a WrestleCon, I was like, yeah, I mean. 
You know, like, I will say this. Greg the Hammer Valentine is probably somebody I'd have probably gotten a lot more behind, like, in the early 80s, like, when he was really in his prime, so to speak. Yeah, late 70s, early 80s was prime Valentine, yeah. I would say by this point, though, because even, like, when he would make the jump to WCW and see him a good bit in WCW. Because he was going like, to, uh, yeah, he was going to leave, like, a month or two after this into WCW. Yeah, he was much older at this I point. I remember his time in the NWA in the 80s. And there was, that was prime oh. uh, Valentine. Yeah, I mean, I watched the match, the all-collar match with him and Piper, and that was a, a pretty good match for what it was. Those two just beat the hell out of each other. Man, as I say, Shawn Michaels holding on for dear life right now. Yeah, we'll be getting more of that later in his career. Let's say we got uh, Nikolai Volkov about to come out in the 12th spot. Let's just say, you no, know, we haven't had too, too many eliminations in the last, like, a uh, little no. bit. And another guy was kind of a free agent who they just kind of signed to come and just do this rumble real quickly. And this was his first and only Royal Rumble. Hmm. And he lasts all of one minute. Yeah, he wasn't doing much. I think he ended up being, like, a security guard after this. As I say, now that one of the bars in Minnesota. Yeah, could be. Them boys, them boys. I mean, they didn't mess around. And you tell Volkov's like, I got no idea what the hell I'm doing. Oh, right, yeah. there's Barbarian. Yeah. Let me punch him. <laughs> I mean, you just pull up a buddy into a corner and just forearm him. Pretty much all you're going to be doing. I was going to say, it is getting to the point now that it was like, all right, we got way too many people in yeah, here. Yeah, we need we eliminations. To start, uh, <laughs> We start getting some guys out. You got a lot of people standing around like, all right, what do we do? What do we do? It's funny. It's 92, and he got the, the old USSR flag and the United States flag on his tights, which is kind of unique. And what's funny is the repo man actually eliminates. Yeah. Yeah. They got Volkov, which is, they got to give him something. So, yeah, man, give me a shit gimmick. At least give me something. Let me eliminate somebody in the Royal Rumble. I was going to say, he's got the next two eliminations. Boop, there you go. There's one. Volkov out. In and out. And then uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine's going to be coming up here could, in a little bit. Could they really give that to the repo man? Because Nicole just like literally just jumped over him. He did, yeah. He was like, all right, I get paid. I'm good. I'm done. No Bye. Meet you at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> The way, but, but the way Repo Man slowly stalking around the ring, like, Ooh, where, all right, where's my next uh, opportunity? Like, uh, uh. He's stayed in character, I'll give him he, that. He's creeping right now. Yeah. Ooh. All right, and now we got uh, 13 spot coming out. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting one right here. Got the big boss man coming down to... I'm Georgia. Yeah, he, um... Another Hall of Famer? Oh, hell yeah, man. I mean, he would go on, you know, he'd go to WCW not too long after this and come back to WWF, and then he uh, he had a storage company in Georgia that he managed, and then he tragically passed, I think, in 2004 at the age of 41. But yeah, man, let me tell you something. Boss Man could go in his uh in his prime, late 80s. Even yeah, around then, he could still go. I mean, for a big fella, dude could move. Oh, hell yeah, dude. 300 pounds? That, they, that light on his feet? Yeah. that's You can go. Yep, nope, we're not eliminating Sean yet. Yeah, not yet. It's a cluster fluck in the ring. 
Yeah, that's pretty Is much it, Wait, did we, see, did we see Greg Valentine go over yet? Nope, but we just saw no, Repo well, Man. Well, Repo Man's over, so that means Greg Greg Valentine got uh, eliminated before that. Oh, it wasn't that important to show. Yeah. Womp womp. Oh, man, everybody's favorite. I hate to say it. I don't want to kick my ass, but I mean, Great Dammer Valentine. I love the guy, but yeah, you know, he looked like a, a lesbian PE teacher who could kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, he just... They didn't even show it, which is crazy. Well, it probably happened when Boss Man was making his way to the ring. Oh, okay. Come on, replay, damn it. This is before they got, you know, like 50 cameras going And that's on when Ric Flair eliminated British Bulldog. I knew yep. it was coming sooner or later. Yep, Bulldog's done. Texas Tornado gonna get him some. And bam! Texas Tornado out. Yeah, I was going to say, we had to, we had to kind of thin out the ring a little bit. It was getting a little too crowded. Yeah, let the young guy, Sean, do all the work. Be the Iron Man. Um, not going to be an Iron Man for long. Well, really, Flair is the main one. He's one of the older ones, but yeah. Well, oh, and there's yeah, Sean right. and Tito Sean and gone Tito. at the same time. And now we got Hercules making his way to the ring. You want to talk about guys... Uh, Start losing their hair. Look at that receding hairline, and look at that bald spot. Well, on fucking, you go to WCW, they put a damn red mask on him shortly after this. Poor guy. Um, I would say he was underrated as a wrestler. I think so too. Yeah, I'd have to agree. The stupid fucking gimmick with the with the chains and the guy had the look, man. I know him and uh, Billy Hayes had some feuds back in was it NWA or um, what promotion? I can't remember, but they had a feud before they came to WWF. That I don't remember. But he had, uh... <laughs> oh, I just thought that, that was hilarious. Just now, Hercules just walking in between uh, Barbarian and Ric Flair. Like, ah! Like, Barbarian and Flair are having to stare down, and Hercules just walking right in between them. Like, ah, fuck you guys. I'm going after Boss Man. Yeah, I guess I can see why they let him go after this. They just needed people. And then Flair... Whoop. Nope, stay it on. Flair head scissoring Barbarian out of the ring. And up, and there goes Hercules. Well, they're really going to thin it out now because uh, Bossman going to eliminate it soon. Just watch this. Pretty athletic for a big man. Watch this. Yeah. Bossman and Flair. Bossman going to jump from like halfway across the <laughs> ring. Love that, that eye poke go. that Flair does. Oh, yeah. He... Dude could fly. I think Woo! Look at that roundhouse! Look at that roundhouse! What? This isn't a roadhouse? Shit. Here oh, comes, here comes the elimination. Wee! Oh, 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 and I'm gone. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Got a whiplash effect oh, right there. Oh, jeez. Damn. It actually stay down, too. Yeah. yeah, that'll fuck up your back. And your neck, too. Jesus. <laughs> I think, I think, guys, you can watch this and then play a drinking game. How many times... Ric Flair, I poke somebody. Oh, God. You'd be drunk as shit. He, he, he punches or he kicks somebody and then walks and falls. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the nose dive and the eye gouge, you'd be hammered. Oh, boy. Here comes a here comes a fun one. Here comes Roddy Roddy Piper, the hot rod. And I know Ric Flair probably wants to just take a breather, and he's like, ah, oh, shit. Now Piper's in. They're good best friends, and Piper's going to just, like, buddy, you ain't getting a break. I'm going to kick your ass. Don't you know? What's amazing was that earlier that earlier this night, Roddy Piper won his first WWE title. 
Oh, the Intercontinental Belt from uh, the Monty. Yeah, that's right. That was yeah. his only. Uh, well, he did win a tag with Flair later in his career, but as of now, you're right. That was his only title, the Intercontinental title. Which would have made it even a great serve. You won both titles that night. No, no, we got, we got to uh, do that. We got to do that. Uh... Well, Piper was kind of. He was. I think they considered him more of an attraction that he didn't need the title, and he kind of was, in my opinion. But I would have liked to have seen him with the belt in the eighties when he was a hell of a deal. You got a reward, shit like that. Too. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I think that's where I think that's where they had problems with, you know, not giving world title uh, opportunities to like Diviase. Well, they're like we're fa- we're face territory, pal. Yeah. Like to Andre, it it just. Some of the times, some of the things that they did, they they, they could have gave some title FaceTime to some, some of the best superstars they had. Well, you know, if they would have did what uh, NWA did and fucking put belts on heels, which they didn't, I would have loved that. But God, I mean, geez, and to think about that. You got Roddy Piper and Ric Flair in the WWF ring right now in the early 90s. I'm just, that was just, much better than that. I just love Flair's mannerisms through most of this match. Yeah, I like how they were talking about the world's laziest sleeper hole. But he's just taking care of his buddy. Could have could have cinched up a little tighter. Just a little. Yeah, it's raw. It's a, it's a over-the-top elimination. Now I'm just going to do a sleeper hole. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makes sense. I put him asleep and pick him up throw him out. Ooh. And then we got Jake the Snake. Evil Jake Trust the Snake. Me. And he does the smart thing. He's probably the smartest guy. He kind of just takes it easy. He's like, eh, I'll let you guys go at it. I'm going to just... <laughs> just buy like, my no, time. No, no, y'all go ahead. I'm hey, just go gonna ahead. chill here in the corner. Yeah. Which is actually using logic into a wrestling, and that was a great thing about Jake the Snake. In his see, character. see, but then he gets up, picks and he his spot. Goes well, like, yeah, he's smart. Saw the Piper turn his back on. Well, well, yeah, that's what a snake does. But at the same time, he could have just waited for Roddy to throw him over the ropes, and then you know. Yeah. Oh, and the fact that Jake wouldn't be here much longer either. He go on to. Uh, Rival, uh, have a feud with the Undertaker. Mm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, player like, oh, thank you, buddy. Oh no! Oh, the <laughs> short on clothesline. He's a heel. And look at that bald spot on the back of that head. Yeah, but he always, he always had the long hair. He still got it. Well, he kind of trimmed it up a little bit now, but he always got hair. I swear, if Rogan for Men was around this time, that their their logo would have been right in the center of the oh, fucking man, ring. Rogan really don't work. Mm-hmm. You just gotta get a hair thing. Or if they had that shit that uh, LeBron James, Drew Brees got wearing hair. LeBron still needs a fucking hair thing. He, that's a, and Drew Brees, the hair he had. Oh, I'm, I'm going off a tangent. Yeah, that was just bizarre. Flair putting a figure four on Jake. See, and there, there's Roddy. That leaves them both stupid. open. Yeah, Roddy's smart. Like, fuck, I'll kick both of y'all. No, Roddy's stupid. He should have just, like, put the beat down on Jake the Snake during all that. <laughs> nobody trusted him. <laughs> nobody anybody. just. Yeah. <laughs> a nice little triangle, like, uh, like a Western uh, showdown. That's some of the things that you, you look at. Even now, you watch the Royal Rumble and you see like them trying to eliminate people. Like, really? Is that effort trying to get Roddy Piper out of the ring? Uh, and then we got Hacksaw Jim. Never you, could, you could done it if you wanted to. Dude, the fact that Hacksaw lasts 20 minutes in this thing. I mean, I know this was like still when they were big on Hacksaw. Yeah, he was the first ever Royal Rumble winner. And uh, this was still big 
Hacksaw was still pretty big at this time, although he'd only be with the company for another year. Dude, this dude got a fucking a two by four over. I know. Tough guy. I remember oh. being a Hacksaw fan as a kid. I mean, I, now growing up as an adult, I was like, I don't know what I see in him, but damn you it. You had the phone, phone number? No, I didn't have that. I had the phone number. <laughs> no, like, so, funny story. Like, Hacksaw was in WCW at this point. Um, I had a, uh, I had a close family friend that worked at Disney World. He was chef at Disney. And this was around the time that WCW was doing all their tapings at MGM Studios. So we actually went, or he took me for a day of tapings, um, there. So we got to see them tape like three different episodes of, um, Saturday Night. And, uh, so I got to see Sting. I got to see Lord Steven Regal, aka William Regal. I got to see Hacksaw. Sweet. Got to see, uh, got to see several people. So, kind of cool, man. And then, like, of course, he bought me like all the merchandise and memorabilia. And so, yeah, like one of the things that he bought me was a freaking hacksaw. Sweet, dude. Styrofoam two by four. Yeah. Hell yeah. When I was a kid, that happened to me. Hell it's yeah. Also, when I got the Hogan foam like flex oh, thing, there. you know. Nice. Yeah. So I would have took that too. Oh. Got to see Sting back when he was still like Surfer Sting. I know, I know that that like pushes your buttons. That's what they call him on the internet. He, he ams what he ams. Deal with it. And then we got everybody's favorite dastardly dastardly tax man. Erwin R. Scheister. Who surprisingly lasts a lot better than his cohort, Ted DiBiase. Yeah, he lasts for a little while in this 27 one. 27 minutes and one second. That's pretty crazy. That's fucking wild. Man. You got, uh, yeah, Bray Wyatt's daddy. Yeah, just think about it right now, like, in the ring, you got pride pretty much. You got, uh, Ric Flair, who's whose daughter, you know, hey, they're making her the the greatest woman's champion of all time. Yeah, but they're just tongue in cheek. Constantly doing that. And then you got IRS, you got uh Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas. Who of course Vince McMahon didn't know what to fucking do with Bo Dallas. No. Dude, like, alright. I like I I get a lot of the hate for Charlotte Flair, but I'll go off on a tangent for like two seconds here. Like I just think if they didn't book her the way they did like she'd get over a lot better because she is genuinely good and gifted in a ring yes 100% yeah but she's good and gifted at getting but when you put the belt on the same like four women you're constantly putting the belt on it's kind of like all right guys let's push some other women you know or when you're hot potatoing the belt like she loses it one week and then wins it back the next week it's like yeah or anytime there's a big moment we're going to force her put in that big moment I mean, I know, uh, I know, I was overly critical about, um, like, or I know we've been overly critical about like the multitude of like title changes during the Attitude Era and things like that. But at the same time, it kept it interesting because you legit never know, never knew what was going to happen, and the fact that you had several main event people that kind of had that opportunity in the spotlight during mm-hmm. that time. Yeah, it's not necessarily a terrible thing. But yeah, like the way they hot potato the belt with Charlotte Flair, that's stupid and doesn't make sense. And then we got Jimmy Snooker coming down. Who I think if you listen to the, the crowd around this time, spot. he got booed like a lot. So I think he was getting in trouble around this time. And he was just really at this time, shit, he was basically the Michelle. elder 
He was a shell of... Well, yeah, he was the elder man who put younger talent over at this time. Cause well, because it, it was what? Uh, WrestleMania the, the year, year before. The year before, he put uh, the first uh, loss at Undertaker. Yep. Or he was the first loss at Undertaker, I meant to say. But yeah. It's just like how they uh, hacksaws in the corner, just throwing a thumbs up sign and just chilling. Like, I got nobody. They got three on one. They got two on one and one on one. Nah, I'm just chilling in the corner. Why not? I was going to say, I mean, Duggan lasts uh, over 20 minutes in this thing. I mean, you know, he lasts for a good while, yeah. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Snooker with the long tights and the, and the boots. Mm hmm. They actually got boots on, yeah. Surprising. Yeah, well, he had boots too. on against uh, Undertaker. Uh, yeah, that's right, he did. Yeah. Before. It was like early 90s when he kind of switched to that look. It's a better look. Uh... I don't know, man. Like, the only reason. Uh, like, it could work. Like, Umaga wrestling without boots worked. Uh, Russo did for a Russo while. Russo did he, like, until he hurt his ankle. his ankle. Yeah. yeah. Then the, they were like, yeah, it's probably in your best interest to start wearing boots Riddle's, right now. Riddle doesn't wear boots. Nah, I'm sorry. He's the only one they'll give a pass to because of the whole uh, snow, uh, frost. Uh, well, the MMA background, all that. Like, Yeah. Trust me, if Brock, I love, I love if Brock will come out like, I'm not wearing boots. Sure, Brock. Well, yeah, Brock, you'd be like, all right, dude, yeah, you can do whatever you want. Right, Lashley, I'm not wearing boots. Go for it. All right, and now it gets interesting because we got The Undertaker coming in at the 20 spot. First Royal Rumble of The Undertaker's career, and just think about how insane long his career would be after this. Well, I was going to say, now is when it's going to start getting good because now we got a lot of big names that are going to be coming up on the back end here in the last uh, 10 spots. Well, and, and a few no-names in there too, but yeah. I mean... God, just think of the talent you got in the ring right now. Good God. And then the Undertaker's getting ready to jump in. Well, it's going to take him about 10 minutes to walk to the ring. But. Amazingly, Undertaker's first rumble, and this is his only elimination right here, Jimmy Snooker. Guy beat WrestleMania last year. Like, like when you think, but like when you think of like who the Undertaker was at this point, like Kane... Kane's first rumble, just like eliminating fools left and right, and then it had like several memorable um, rumbles where he had like double-digit eliminations, all that stuff. And then like he got this monster here, one elimination, and he doesn't last too too long in the match, so it's crazy. We also noticed too, like in the last couple uh, entrants, you had uh, uh, Jake Stink kept. Looking to see who's coming up because he's making sure that Randy Savage comes out. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Oh, are you, are you teeing up what's uh, what's about to happen next? Well, you're gonna see what happens next. Cause <laughs> yeah. We kind of talked about it last week. Um, Macho Man's gonna make a pivotal error, but apparently they let it go. Yeah, because he, because yeah, well, uh, yeah, we'll get to it, but yeah. I was gonna say you mentioned you mentioned we talked about it last week, but uh, but we didn't because didn't we? Uh, well no because oh I thought we we, we had audio issues oh yeah that's right <laughs> forgot about that two one and here comes the macho man like he's shot oh, out of a yeah. cannon and here comes Jake I'm like I'm out I'm bouncing I'm done he's like, where, <laughs> is he? where is where he? is he I just love how Flair keels over like that yeah I'm going down. <laughs> 
And then, uh... Hey, brother, easy on the hair. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let go. And then here comes uh, Jake, like, I'm going to get me some now. Yeah, well, now that Taker and, and Jake are out there, because at this point, they kind of have a little bit of an alliance. Yeah, but that's going to end when uh, Jake's going to try to uh, hit Miss Elizabeth with a chair, and Undertaker crazily makes the save. Yep. Oh. Oh, he's going to get him some. Oh, man. Randy going ballistic. Oh, never good. It's like, God damn it. Let's go on the top rope. Let's go. Let's wait. Let's wait. Yeah. yeah. Double, double X sandal. Yep, double X sandal. Thank you. Messed that up. And here we go. Eliminates Jake. And yeah. Macho Man got a little excited. Yeah, and he jumps over. Yeah, they were like, no, he didn't. He's not eliminated because he threw himself over. Blah, blah, blah. No, Undertaker's like, no, he's not eliminated. We're going to throw his ass back in. Hey, brother, hey, man, easy with the hair, damn it. Uh huh. <laughs> Shit. Let go. Ugh. And this is why I wasn't the biggest Undertaker fan at this time, because, like, he couldn't be hurt. And it drove me crazy. And that, as a kid, that always drove me insane. Like, nothing you could do would hurt him. He's a dead man. So it just pissed how can me a off. Dead, how can a dead well, man feel pain, It made me pain, not Kurt. want to watch his matches, because it was like, eh, he just got Randy, Randy just going under the ropes, <laughs> like, he got thrown back in. He's like, nope, nope, nope. Like, fuck you, Mark Calloway. I'm the veteran. You're the rookie. <laughs> oh, shit. And this shows that, hey... How the Undertaker became the man. Like, oh, no, I, I learned to I learned to become right. a fan of him, you know, over time. But right around this time, I wasn't a huge fan of him. Dude, Piper unloading on Ric Flair right now. He did everything for little kids not to like him. Oh yeah, dude! I had the comic books of uh, I still have it over there somewhere where they like you know Piper, they sealed uh, Piper has uh, Flair's ass in a bear hug. Yeah. He's literally hugging his ass. <laughs> and then, of course, Dead Man has to get the the, no, the the whites of the eyes into the camera when he's choking, which is kind of cool. I'll give him that. That's Hacksaw. Gonna get him some. You know, like, Roddy's sitting there throwing him haymakers at Undertaker. I mean, keep in mind, uh, Roddy Piper was a former, like, Gold Gloves boxer. I mean, he had some hands. Biggest knock on Roddy Piper for me was that he never took a bump. Dude was always on his feet. Him and Hogan matches, never nobody ever fell on the ground. No, nobody ever took a body slam or anything. It was just punches, punches. That was about it. Well, I mean, fuck, they didn't like each other. Yeah, I mean, but in general, Roddy never <laughs> took bumps. That was my—he always would just throw punches. But the guy could talk. I'll give him that. But a lot of times I couldn't. Oh, like what the hell he was saying. Undertaker getting a low Kinda, blow from the nation. Even that he didn't sell. That's what oh, I drove me crazy he, about he, him. He, he's walking it. gingerly right yeah, he's now. He's like, Ugh, buddy. All right, I'm going to sell it the best I can sell it. Oh, and the Berserker coming out in the 22 spot. He was supposed to be, I guess, a spinoff of Bruiser Brody, and it just kind of... Supposed to be a Viking character, and it just... Yeah, I mean... But everything he does looks so Bruiser Brody-like. It's really what it was. It was just the carbon copy of Bruiser Brody. He had the look, he had the size, but he just... Didn't have the skills. No, hell no. No, there's no Bruiser Brody. The closest thing Bruiser Brody was what Jr. said this week. Maybe Lance Archer. Like, you need a tough son of a bitch if you're gonna call yourself a Bruiser Brody guy. There was none like him. And I think, yeah, he didn't. I don't know how much longer the Berserker is gonna be with the company, but not much longer after this either. 
I mean, there's a lot of people in this in this match. They weren't with the company after this. No, I think he actually didn't much wrestle much after this. He ended up working with a, a dealership or maybe a mechanic shop with his brother. That was the last I heard from him. Let's say, talking about Bruiser Brody, fun fact, he died the day after my birthday in 1988. Jesus. God, 88. Wow, I forgot it was that long. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I had to just turn tree. And then, yeah, now we got Macho Man and Ric Flair... Things to come, they would ultimately main event WrestleMania, but that wasn't the case. They were still trying to get the Hogan Flair match. Which, you know, it's crazy they say it didn't test well at uh, at house shows. It's a fucking house show! Well, they, okay, so. Is it in fucking Iowa? When what are I, they testing? What are they testing? Well, here's it? what they did they tested at uh, Madison Square Garden because I had the Hulk Hogan DVD, and that's where I saw the match. And I was like, I don't remember seeing this. And I was like, oh, it's because they did a house show of it early yeah. to test it at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, why the fuck would you give that away at your biggest venue? You know, just crazy. Yeah, that was just like the worst looking double choke slam or double handed choke slam. Could have landed ever. pretty bad. Macho Man could have landed pretty bad there. Oh, oh yeah, everybody's favorite uh, Olive Garden attendant, <laughs> Meat Sauce himself. He gonna get him some fuck money and Meat Sauce, baby. <laughs> Look at this me. It's Soul Train Mike Jones, Virgil. Hey, buddy, you want an autograph? $20. You want directions to my autograph? $20. You want to podcast me for an interview? Fifteen grand. Dude, I, who, what, what AEW wrestler was it that did the whole thing where, like, she saw Virgil at a... No, it was uh, Noel Foley, Mick Foley's uh, daughter. Oh, yeah. Like, ran into him at an airport or whatever and wanted to take a photo with him. It was, like, $20. Dude, so this is it's really not to go $20, take a photo. The famous <laughs> iconic meme of him sitting, like, in some parking lot, it has Ted DiBiase and Virgil. It's like, first of all, Ted DiBiase ain't there, buddy. It should just be Virgil. <laughs> but, like, most people don't know... It's so sad, and I, you know, you can't help but feel bad. When we were at WrestleCon and we saw him, you just like it's one of the saddest things. Like the wrestler, just to see Virgil's table. Like somebody asked him to be on one of his podcasts, and he goes fifteen grand. It's like okay, buddy, yeah, go away. <laughs> like, no, no, dude. The first thing would be like the stories he probably has. Just think about it. That's probably true, but I ain't paying that money for that. He should, if he wants to sponsor himself, he should just grand? come on. Dude, just do it. Do it for the publicity. You should need the publicity, buddy. You ain't got much going on for you. You're selling autographs and pictures, $20. You don't need the publicity. He needs the money. He needs money. He needs money like there's no tomorrow. But like I said, oh, man, that, now, now it looks, that now that the, this looks if, questionable. Everybody just hanging if, over the ropes right yeah. now. I just said, if we had 15 grand, I would get him on this podcast. You better fucking make it worth our goddamn while. You know, uh, what the, he, he better sell some shit that you can... T- just what Juicy detail. That'd be like 15 grand, yeah. The stories need... could, he could probably tell you about Million Dollar, uh, about Ted DiBiase traveling. But is he known for being truthful or like uh, being a bit of a... And now yeah. we got Colonel Mustafa Colonel Mustafa, can't call him ring. the Iron Sheik. It's Colonel Mustafa. Yes. Doing the... the looks doing like the Bushwhacker. Bush yeah, yeah, like... Oh man, cheeky baby, cheeky baby. Did he does his only job that I could find is that he's got a professional Twitter. That's just all he does is just send out crazy tweets. Dude, they're off the. Rocker. They're off the rocker, yeah. Dude, cheeky baby. He, dude, he could just live off a cameo and be like, "I fuck your mother in the ass." Fuck you! I take my ten inch cock, shove it up your ass, put you in camel clutch, make you humble, Baba. <laughs> so, I humble you, Baba. I humble you, babe. 
<laughs> Fuck y'all. Just him screaming at Howard Stern. I'll never forget as long as I live. Yeah, his Twitter. He's some. He's one crazy dude. I'm still surprised he's still alive. His story's pretty wild, man. Iraq. Iran. Iran, I'm sorry. Yeah, duh. And then uh, having Which to flee from the crazy. country. You think, like, Sergeant Sawyer going to be in, uh, an Iraqi sympathizer? He's from Iran, and he's wearing Iraqi. That dumb two don't like yeah, each other. Yeah, they don't like yeah. each other either, yeah. They're trying to get everybody killed in WWE. He's just... He'll uh-huh. never go back to this country. That's a fact. Yeah. We got Piper still beating on his buddy. <laughs> and Flair and Piper, did they were on the, uh, the show uh, Wife Swap. Which I can't recall how that worked out, but yeah. Wait, was it, wait, 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 wait. I know, I know what you're talking about, but was it really called Wife Swap? It might not have been, but you know, they yeah, switched because, partners because, for like a week or something. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I'm also thinking like Wife Swap. I'm thinking like uh, it's got more of a porn Ooh. connotation. To it. it does. It does. Ooh. They were on a TV show where they had to switch families. Who and who? Uh, Flick Flair went off with uh, Piper's family, and then Piper went off with whoever you know Flair was at the time. And then here we got, oh, my man, Rick Martell, the wife model. Swap. Wife swap. That's the end of the show? Oh, it was yeah, wife swap. Yeah. Well, shit. <laughs> anything else? And my favorite model. I, got, I, got, I, I, I guess I, I just have a dirty mind. Probably, probably try to fuck his wife. Yeah. Nah, he knew his wife very well. She was a farmer. She ain't putting up with his shit. And he wouldn't do it. I don't think he would do Roddy like that, but you never know. Oh, arrogance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. The smell. Oh, I love me some Rick Martell, the model gimmick. Although he, it's the short hair in this one. I think last year's Royal Rumble, he was the Iron Man. Had that record for the it longest. Mm-hmm. No noted on, on this one where he's the, he has the mark and then Ric Flair overpasses him. This year, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because he only lasts 12 minutes in this one. And, uh, oh, shoot, get baby. Just got thrown out. Shoot, get baby done. Oh, he done. Take her choking out, macho man. Hacksaw blowing, uh... Berserker in the corner, or no, I mean, uh, yeah, giving him the shoulder, giving him the business. There's Aaron R. Scheister, yeah, going after Virgil. Need to, it's like, how dare you betray Ted DiBiase? Oh, shit, you have to go somewhere. <laughs> I was gonna say, Virgil gonna get himself an elimination in a little bit, though. I mean, he gets one after Hogan comes in and flexes. <laughs> Hogan must pose, brother. Take you right there, buddy. Okay. Hacksaw saving Macho. Exactly. And he's like, all right, Macho. Okay, Hacksaw, thank you. All right, well. Looks like Hacksaw got hurt. Yeah, business really about to pick up because uh, in one second, we got the immortal Hulk Hogan making his way down to the ring in the 26th spot. That son of a bitch. 26, and then you're like, oh, he comes out at the end, so he's obviously going to win this. Yup. Nope, double headbutt. Same moveset. I got Just like Flair, going for the odds. You know, Hogan, you know, supposed to be a babyface, but he does so much heel shit. I gouge. Look at that. Another one. I rake. I rake. I'm sorry, yeah. Oh. Flair's the gouge. Double headbutt. Oh. Oh, her. Stiff neck chop. Oh. Oh. Oh no! Oh God! Oh. I'm a fake cell. Fake cell. 
Oh, Virgil oh. trying to get dug it over. It's gonna happen. Oh, Virgil eliminated. There was elimination. Yeah, you got Rick Martel. And they're all. It takes three men to beat up Hogan, even with the Undertaker. Rick Martel went through the second row. Oh, okay, good. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Rick, 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 Rick still got a little, little longer to go. But I was gonna say, Vir, Virgil's gonna be eliminating somebody. And then Hogan sure. obviously is the only oh, one who can eliminate there goes Taker. Taker. Up oh. and there, there's that big old bald head. Up oh, there goes Berserker over the ropes by Hogan. Ah, oh, Hogan ripped the shirt up. off. Oh, good God! Look at the muscles, the vascularity. Oh, look at the oldness. Look and look at that. Look, look at that. Man. Only a, a heel choke somebody. God, man, how was he a fucking but face? He's, but he's choking a heel. It's okay. Oh, it's okay. That's right. It's okay. Up oh, and Virgil. Oh, they're both gone. Virgil well, and Duggan. Elimination. Oh, and now, uh, was that Martell that's choking out? No, that's uh, IRS choking out Roddy. And Hogan and Flair dueling it out in the corner. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Randy and Rick Martell working the other corner. And here comes the Raw Roll favorite. Skitter! <laughs> Play some Skitter, man! Well, honestly, I can't <laughs> think of the guy's name right now, but he worked at a, as an agent in the back for uh, FCW or uh, Florida Championship Wrestling when they were doing the... Ter uh, Developmental. As the developmental, thank you. He was one of the agents. Before they changed it to NXT. Yeah. I'll tell you this. He is the, the worst hairline out of everybody. Oh, no. He, he's he's bald now. Or... No, I don't think you can take that away from Hogan. Yeah, Hogan, Hogan had the craziest one. Terrible. No. Dude got a fucking mullet with a freaking hairline. Kind of respected that. So does Hogan. What are you talking about? Hogan's sporting a semi-mullet there. No, but you can tell that's a fucking mullet. That's a Florida mullet That right is a there. Florida mullet, yeah. That's a fucking Florida mullet, like, to the T with the Dude, beard. he's going hunting gators his later, beard man. Is more has more coverage than his fucking hair. Oh, man. You gotta rock what you got, <laughs> man. Dude, the two ball guys going at it in the corner, man. That's why you don't have no fucking hair, you idiots. Biting people in their fucking foreheads. As I say, Piper holds on for dear life. As God, that dude, that, that dude, Rick, well, Martell, just freaking like lift, like That's Jesus. What I'm saying. If you look at the the, he's choking him with his legs. Oh my God, kids. That's why you don't skip leg day. <laughs> He just stand and chop. That's pretty much every Piper fight. Doesn't go down. Hold on. Punches. Because it's Bite a chop. Punch. You, who's going to fall down? No, I mean, chop? like, they just keep hitting and punching and punching and punching. I was like, how did Hogan get his shirt back? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Still in the ring. Everybody using it to choke everybody. And then coming in at 28, we got Sergeant Slaughter making his way down. Man who made event in WrestleMania the year prior. See, I feel like this is before we really like leaned into the whole. Hey, like if we got people that are member of stables, like we should maybe keep a few of them in for a while so that they could do like a real team up and work together thing. It would logically like, make sense. Yeah. Well, no, I mean it's just a say because this is what like the the third or the fourth rumble. Was he still a bad guy at this point? No. I think he was a, a face at this time. Look, he's he got the red, white, no, and blue. No, he no, he was he no, was he was back uh he was back red, white, and blue. 
Yeah, I think he's because he's got the look at his uh the sweatbands on his uh, wrists. Oh, oh, red, white, and blue. So yeah, I mean, Sergeant really didn't do much after this with the company. I mean, he kind of would work as a backstage guy, and then he did the gen uh, the general. The Commissioner or whatever in the later 90s, I think? Yeah, Commissioner Slaughter. Commissioner Slaughter. And he wrestled every once in a while in like a, a match. But yeah, he did a lot of voiceover work, cartoon shows and other G. stuff. G.I. Joe? G.I. Joe, yeah. That's one of the great minds in the business. It's just an all-around good gimmick. I'm not even a gimmick. I'm just talking about like his backstage. I think he's more known now probably for his backstage career than in-ring career. Especially to, like, to our generation. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that fully. I know him more as G.I. Joe than that fucking wrestling. Hmm. Think about it in the 80s. That's all you, first thing you saw on on. Well, until they did the Iraqi Sympathizer, that's all I knew him as. I remember seeing him in the ring, but I mean, like, when I was young, young, young. I mean, I mean, like when I when I was young, I first started seeing him wrestling. It was when he was doing the Iraqi sympathizer gimmick. That's all I so. remembered him for. I kind of remember the GI uh, GI Joe, but yeah, I mean, he yeah, wrestled the early eighties. I'm also older than y'all, so yeah. we got Sid Justice the, coming down to the ring at number twenty nine. Uh, yeah, he had him for WrestleMania too. That was the look they gave him. It's just. It's so off. He's wearing teal. It's teal. I didn't it's hate Carolina it. Carolina blue. Yeah, there you go. That's not well, fucking no, that's no, not Carolina no, like, blue, like Carolina Panthers blue. Well, yeah, Panthers, yeah, but... Yeah, not not North Carolina blue, I know. There's only one Carolina blue. Yeah, yeah, shut up. Yeah, I'm a Tar Heel fan, too. Fuck Duke. But yeah, Sid just, uh... God, he was... You know, Vince uh, Vince loved his big men, big sweaty men, and he had no, the size. Yeah, like, legit, though, you look at him, he's got the size, he's got the height, he's got everything. Like, you look at him, and that screams, like, this is the next poster child of my promotion. Then he opens his mouth and kills it. Like, oh, fuck. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck we just did? Fire's remorse. Yeah, I mean, I was big guys. It wasn't really that great of a wrestler. I mean, he was athletic, don't get me wrong. But my thing is, is the fucking teal, the teal... It does look weird, yeah, because at WCW, well, before then, he had the singlet, like the, uh, with the boots, well, he was with the horsemen, and then later he would just go with the all black. Just well, the all black, black look makes sense, like tights, yeah, or trunks. This is like having like fat people and polka dots. Just don't do it. The teal does look kind of weird, yeah. I mean, shit, dude, he went main event at WrestleMania with Hogan after this, and then after that, he was nowhere to be found. I was going to say, boys, we're in kind of like the, the home stretch here. We got like less than 10 minutes, like probably like eight minutes to go. Probably, yeah. You get, you're winding up to the end. You got one more entrant, I believe, or two, what, the 28? Yeah, we got one more, Warlord. Warlord, yeah. Which eight, seven, six, five, four. Yeah, so we got Warlord, and now we have our uh, completed roster for the Rumble. I don't know, sir. How the fuck he's 30? He's a big dude, too. I mean, him being 30 was believable for he could possibly win it. He's a fucking giant dude. I mean, you knew he wasn't, but... Yeah, but and he God. actually, uh, he was security for 50 Cent and uh, Kimbo Slice. Shit, dude. And he would do indie stuff, too, for a while. Him and Barbarian would still rock If somebody had the look, that's the look. Yeah, and dang, that dude—that dude is just a brick fucking house. Well, dude, look, when he gets in the ring, look how much like he's solid as fuck, man. 
But I guess, you know, with the steroid trial and everything, I guess they wanted to wind down because I don't think he was with the company much longer after this either. Yeah, no, we got Hogan and Flair going at it outside the ring. Oh! Suplex to the outside. Well, shit, man. I mean, I don't want to... Well, this story's out there. Like, Shawn Michaels told a story about, like, Warload. Man, it's just like... Two! Man, he threw him for like a rocket. Like shot, yeah, shot out of a gun. Jesus. This is gonna be the uh, Sid uh, Sid Justice uh, part of the of the eliminations. As I say right now, he's working over Shyster. Shyster's gonna be the next elimination. Well, he ain't gonna last up. long. But like, oh, Piper, why why are you gonna go mess that up? What you doing, buddy? Yeah, man. It's like why you got the big guy? Leave him alone. I put your flare just like fuck man I need a break I need water it's <laughs> like damn I've done too many of these fucking hour, hour yeah. matches and that's why you don't up, wear a tie up, up, that's why up, you don't wear a tie up, for up. your outfit buddy and yeah. IRS about to be done he there you go yeah. He yeah it's funny you know when I worked at Office Depot they, at one time they made us wear a fucking tie uh-huh. I was like how the fuck you want me to make copies on a copy machine and shred fucking papers with a fucking tie yeah. I mean, dude, we've had I, workers' I, comp I, I, I uh, claims where people them. get fucking shit it's stuck in machines and eh, they're gone. And Warlord dumped over by Hogan and Sid. It took two of them. Oh, well, there you go. He could take solace in that. Then we got Hogan still going after Flair. Because there's going to be no shot of it. Nope. They're still kind of testing it, but... Well, let's say Hogan and Hogan and Sid kind of teaming up for uh, for a little while there. And, and Sid, Sid Justice just with two eliminations. Eliminating Rick Martell and Roddy Piper. So now we're down to our final four. Which is always a big deal in any Royal Rumble when mm-hmm. you get the final four. I think this probably... Well, I have to go back and watch the other ones, but... God, could you think of a bigger final four? Well, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you take yeah. Sid Justice out, but keep Roddy Piper. Then yeah. you would have an iconic... Final Four. I was thinking oh, like overall. No, I was thinking like overall history of Rumbles, like yeah. a better Final Four. But I was thinking like yeah, it take, take Sid it. out. Sorry, take Sid out, and you could have had somebody. Savage is eliminated, and instantly eliminated. Now we sort of have like Hogan and Justice, who are sort of two baby faces at this point. Yeah, because they didn't yeah. really go Hogan anywhere. Just kind of ganging up a flare, flare, faking like he's about to be eliminated. And look, man, it's and, every man for himself. And, and so Sid uh, seeing his opportunity, uh, like. And Hogan, how dare you? How dare you? And at this time, fans are cheering their asses off because everybody thought that uh, Hogan well, was going to win this. Well, it's like we're getting a new champion, but then also at the same time, like Hogan just like, how dare you? I'm supposed to win. What, what are you doing? Like, do you know who I am? Hogan must pose, buddy. Yeah, Turn and, in stone. And, and then Hogan cheating, trying to and pull And then Hogan does road. the most heel thing ever, holds on to him like a sore loser. But then again, it does make sense. That's the only way that uh, Sid could have been eliminated. And then, yep. And that's what you get. You don't eliminate me. And then Flair going the distance. And then Bobby Rahane just going crazy in the background. Yes, yes. Yeah, Hogan pointing at Sid like, it's your fault, it's your fault. You see, you shouldn't have eliminated me. You did it to yourself. Oh, man. No, just, again, we kind of touched on it at the beginning of the Rumble. It's just crazy that WWE decided to pull the trigger and actually put the belt 
on Ric Flair not too long after he debuts, giving him the coronation. Of course, Hogan throwing a little bitch fit. You know, and like, here's the thing. He just won the title. We got Hogan's in the ring because Hogan must pose. Yeah, right. So you gave him the title yet. So, you, well, they're going to, yeah, they got to go in the background, do a special interview, but they have Hogan, to showcase this as the finale. Like Hogan crying foul and like crying about his belt. And then they talked about this because like the heel, if Sid was supposed to be the heel, the heel is always supposed to back up. But at the same time, you would understand justifiably why Sid's, you know, fuming at the bits at Hogan, the shit that he did. Right. But they said, like, in college, like, they said, okay, live you heard the cheers when Hogan got eliminated. And then they said when they came out with this on VHS for Coliseum Video, they edited it, the, the you know, the, the cheers out. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if that's true or not, but that was always what they said. I believe it, because they fucking pipe in fucking crowd noise at the time to try to put over Roman Reigns for all those fucking years. Oh, dude, they did big time. Yeah, they're having a big brouhaha in the middle of the ring right now. All these officials trying to separate them. Well, they're, they are trying to, well, like, to be fair, they are trying to buy their time so Flair can go in the background and be awarded the belt and do that quick backstage interview. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, <laughs> dude, I need a fucking water. I need something. Give me a beer. Oh, he'll get that. Yeah. <laughs> Fucker drove a 10-pack of beer, which I didn't even know they made a 10-pack. And then two seven vodka martinis. Yeah, every day. Simple, get a 10 pack, get two 12 packs, don't drink two of them. Yeah, I mean, 10 pack. That's what he said in the uh, 30 for 30 or the documentary. But that's time. He doesn't know what the fuck he remembers what he's fucking doing either. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> 10 beer, 7 vodka martinis, I call BS every when day. When he was doing that, he was just trying to make sure that he, his kidneys doesn't fucking fail his ass. Yeah, I mean. Billy and Tony Giovanni said that a lot of times Flair would pretend that he was drinking, but he wasn't. And like, he would get you to drink to get you fucked up. And then he would just kind of... Well, yeah. Well, they talked about it, too. How he'd order all the shots or whatever. And then whenever he'd go do a shot, he'd just pour it out that. of the plant. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you know, there's a plant nearby. But it... So, really, how um, much so did he drink? the thing is, like, so this setting up the, the Sid and Hogan set up for WrestleMania, which actually becomes the... The main the event. event. Fuck the world champion. Thank fuck you. Thank champion. you. Yeah, fuck the world championship. Hogan's got to be the main event. Yeah, but now we got Tony about to present Flair with the belt. And, I mean, you, you, think, you think of all the iconic Flair promos, like, throughout the course of history, and the tear in my eye moment. This, this you is, can make the argument for this being the best one, but it's definitely top three. I mean, I go back and I watch a lot of the Ric Flair NWA with a tear in my eye. This is the greatest moment, moment of my life. Yeah, I mean, God, how many times have you just seen that? Or people post it all over social media. It's one of the best promos of all time. Or up there. Who could yeah. believe now in this shot, four people, Mean Gene, Bob Heenan, Kurt Henning, and Ric Flair, that Ric Flair would be the one that would last. Crazy. It's like Keith Richards, man. It's like the dudes that parted their ass off for the fuckers that lived the longest. And well, I mean, it, it, like really, it's just kind of sad how Bobby went out. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, Bobby was, was tragic. Just a man. Long I mean, Bobby was one of the greatest fight. voices in all of wrestling, and the fact that that's what was taken from him was his voice was so tragic. Yeah. And Mean Gene was a hell of a backstage uh, interviewer. I love Mean Gene. Good drunk too. Yeah, I heard he was pretty yeah. good to tell stories with. Yeah. 
And Kurt Henning, I couldn't get along with Kurt Henning. I know he's a fan favorite, but if you told that practical joke shit with me, man, I'd kick his ass. Not not one for the ribs, eh? Well, no, I mean, shaving your eyebrows off and then slipping you that shit that would knock you out and stuff and, like, whatever they called it. Well, like, everything that he apparently did on a plane ride from hell, yeah. yeah I got him fired, so I was like, dude, you can't be doing shit like that. There he is. Get ramped up, Rick. Dude, you could tell, like, when he gave that speech, like, just how much that meant to him that this is the only title that matters. I mean, can you imagine what, like, WCW was thinking when he said that shit? That's probably why Vince put it on him. Like, hey, fuck you, like... We got your top guy with our belt, and he's saying it's the belt. So, man. Yeah, but he goes back in a year and does the same. <laughs> he leaves the company within a year because then Vince is like, "Yeah, I changed my mind. He's too old. I don't. We're going to the new generation again. Steroid era. We're just going to push the new generation. You're too old." And then he goes and mains events Starcade '93 the next year. I was going to say, and that, uh, that kind of does that it. Wraps it up for the Rumble. So 30 years ago. God, man, that was, yeah, taking that back. I'm glad I held off on watching this until now. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, kind of. I, I kind of go back to it every couple of years. I know the last time I watched it was uh, yeah, I think a couple I'm, months ago. But, yeah, I wanted to go into this fresh and, you know. Now I'm going to go back and rewatch it and listen to the Bobby the Brain Heenan commentary. But either way, that was awesome. I was gonna say, what are what are some of your final thoughts on uh, on the '92 Rumble, Ramsey? I didn't miss it at all. No, as great as Kanye is, that's some terrible fucking wrestling. The moments are good, but it's fucking terrible wrestling. Well, it's I mean, so vanilla. Oh, Royal Rumble was a kind of, but but Not also, sure. but also, it was kind of a different day and age. I mean, this was the age of like the big, bulky, muscular frames. You didn't have a lot of the the smaller, wirely guy, wire wiry guys that could go around do a lot of flips and shit. Yeah. I mean, you had some elements of it with like Shawn Michaels and and whatnot, but still, like it's yeah, they, like this is before they did all the era. spots and stuff like that. Like Kofi and John Morrison, like those guys would do their stuff. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it was just the back body drops, the the the, the press. Oh no, I, I agree. agree. The, the chops. It was just overdone. It was just uh, how you call it. It just. That's Royal Rumbles, man. It's like, hey, just we're just gonna get in a, get grab a buddy, put him in a, you know, a headlock, and just or just bump elbow or forearms with the guy for the whole match. Whole whole lot of rest holds in the match. Oh yeah, I will say yeah. there's a plenty of rest holds. But like, just the amount, a lot of, of lingering headlocks. Hall and... of Famers and talent in that Rumble was crazy. Um, the last Royal Rumble for Hulk Hogan. It a lot of these guys wouldn't be with the company anymore. You know, it's just tragic to see how many guys passed away. Was that really Hogan's last Rumble? Yeah, no. he didn't. He, he didn't. Uh, oh, no. when he came back, he, he I wasn't in one. I'm very certain on that one. No, no way. But then, you know, you just think about all the guys that are gone today that are no longer around. It kind of sentimental when you look at it. And then they had the iconic poster. Well, the year before was when they did the, the, the they got a comic book guy to do it, and then they redid it again for the '92. Rumble, and I love that poster. Oh, yeah, no, that's iconic. That, that's a freaking great piece of art. Like, I mean, granted, we're on Peacock's main page right now, and that's the little icon that they have for the Rumble, you know, like, that, that is such a badass. Well, that's the icon for the season fit Royal Rumble. Well, yeah, yeah, that's but I'm saying, I'm saying. Like, that's the one, 92. Yeah. No, but that's for, the, for that particular Royal Rumble. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not for the Royal Rumble. No, 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 that's what Randy was saying. It's just for the 92, but... He was, you, he was talking about the, the comic book... 
Oh, my bad. I'll... Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Pay attention, fool. He's looking up a bunch of other stuff. But no, no. But like, I'm trying to find out your 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 question about Hulk Hogan. Hogan being the last yeah. uh, Royal Rumble. It was in four. Yeah. And I think that was it. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. So, that about wraps it up for me. Uh, 1992 Royal Rumble, definitely one of my favorites. And one of the only ones, it was the first one to ever have the winner go for the WWE title. I know Roman Reigns, he defended his title. Mm-hmm. This one was like, well, the winner is the champion. So, it's well, only ever happened no, twice. like, Roman Reigns was defending his title at yeah, but the Rumble. This one was Whoever like, won it was going to be well, yeah, the champion. True, true, but... That's why you're saying defending it and then like winner earn, you know, whatever. But there's only been two Royal Rumbles that did that, and I like that idea. It's unique. You don't have to do it for every one, but no, it's cool when you to mix do it, it every concept. once in a while. Yeah. It's a great concept. Because sometimes they need to do that. Because sometimes it's like, all right, this guy's going to win the Royal Because we have a lot of two time Royal Rumble winners. And it's like, okay, well, who hasn't won the Royal Rumble yet? Like this year, it's kind of intriguing because I'm curious to see. It could be Bobby Lashley, could be Big E. We'll see. I, I think you're really taking the mick out of what next week's topic's going to be, which, Ramsey, what are we going to be talking about next week? Shock me, shock me, shock me. Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we're going to do our Royal Rumble, which means we're going to talk a little bit about Royal Rumble history and our favorite and our ups and downs in Royal Rumbles. But we're also going to pick our 30 all-time wrestlers that we want to see in, in our Royal Rumble, and we'll give you a winner. Interesting. Kind of, kind of, kind of wonder if, uh, kind of wonder if Ramsey's gonna have uh, Ted DiBiase uh, or Roddy Piper going over uh, in his rumble. But I guess we'll have to stay tuned and see who your. No, it's gonna be all thirty. It's gonna be all thirty, and we gonna sit there and we're gonna play it out. Okay. I'm gonna randomize it, and then we get to see who eliminates who. I'll come up with something quick, fast, and hurry for you guys. And no, no, that's all right. Good. I'm intrigued. I'm cool with that. I, I can dig it. This is when wrestling gets good again, although the numbers aren't really reflecting that. But yeah, Royal Rumble season is when fans start coming back because it's like, hey man, we're setting up for WrestleMania. Well, because really, it, really, it starts with the Rumble. Yes. And then it, it, it parlays and carries over into WrestleMania. So the fact that we haven't had the Rumble yet, like, I don't think you're going to see the numbers pick up until post-Rumble, and then we go. Yeah. But, I mean, I'll, I'll be genuinely curious to see what WWE is going to pull out of their ass this year. Um... I mean, granted, the product overall is a little bit better uh, than where it was, say, a few weeks ago or even a few months ago. Or just there's several interesting storylines that could play out. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm genuinely curious and excited going into the Rumble, and we'll see where it goes from here. But uh, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. So thank you all so much for tuning in. We appreciate you doing this watch-along of the 92 Rumble with us. Uh, for this week's edition of the Rage of March Wrestling Podcast, I'm Ravishing Randy. I'm TNK. Rampage Ramsey. Signing off. We'll see you next week.